Welcome to the Voices of the Goddess podcast. We believe that there is a goddess inside each and every one of us. When we use our voice to share that goddess, we support and uplift each other. Join us each week as we interview women to receive the message of their goddess within. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Voices of the Goddess podcast, where we empower, inspire, and uplift women to be the goddesses they were meant to be. I'm your co-host, Julietta, also known as The Magical PT, coming to you live from sunny Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And here I have my own physical therapy practice where, um, I mean, the reason I went out on my own is because I just look at the body differently than um, many of my colleagues, and it just became very difficult to work with other people. So I had to do my own thing. But I look at the body very holistically and not just looking at the physical body, but looking at, you know, our emotions and our spirit as well and how that plays a role in our body. And besides that, I'm a podcaster here. I also make jewelry and gemstone art and I paint and I'm an author and a cat mom and I don't know, other things too, but enough about that. Tell us, Allison, who you are. Hello, everybody. My name is Allison Mancini, and I uh, am a mom to two adult kids, 25 and 22 years of age. I am a wife to a pretty great guy for a long time, almost 30 years. We've actually been together over 30 years. That's a little interesting. Um, And I am Human Resources and Operations Director at the Gold Digger Girl, I'm also a functional nutritionist. And at the Gold Digger Girl, basically what we do is help women to show up authentically on social media. And I am really blessed because I get to tie a couple of things that I really love, which is working with people and nutrition. So part of my job as human resources director at the Gold Digger Girl is helping them out with nutrition. And it's kind of my like, I like call it a hobby, but it's really not because I really am such a big believer in, in how important your, your nutrition and what you eat is to your well-being because that's what fuels our bodies. That's what keeps everything ticking. So, um, and I'm a dog mom. I have two uh, very active German short hair pointers, a 15 month old and a 14 week old. So that's a lot, kind of a handful. And I live in South Florida, not far from Julietta, originally a Michigander. And I think that pretty much covers it. That's pretty much all of it. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Anyway, our sponsor this month is Bowtie Kids, Courage and Confidence for Kids with Chronic Pain. And they are an amazing, impact-driven, for-purpose organization committed to enhancing the lives of youth suffering from chronic pain and their families. Its mission is to inspire and inspire courage and confidence in youth living with chronic pain and their families by transforming lives through personal development, community building, and gardening to build a sustainable quality of life. On May 26, you can join them for their Courage and Confidence Awards to celebrate and honor community leaders who have been courageous and confident in taking on their own lives to serve and support others. You can purchase tickets, bid on silent auction items, enter the raffle, or donate to support their work directly on their website at www.bowtiekids.org. 
I will be attending the event. So if anybody out there would like to join me, I would love to see you there. Um, a little secret, my significant other will be attending as well. So if you're all curious who this man is, show up and you'll get to meet him. You're going to have everyone going up to him and like, so you're the guy. <laughs> He's going to be like, great. <laughs> That's so funny. He can handle it. He can handle it. So I thought we would talk briefly about what does that mean to show up authentically on social media, right? Because so often, okay, let me just ask you a question. How many times have you gotten either seen someone selling their product on their newsfeed or they send you a message asking you to post something for them for a product. Have you ever gotten one of those? Or you get the, oh gosh, it's awful. Or you get the, um, <laughs> you just get the, like you're friends with somebody on Facebook for a hot minute and the next thing you know, you're getting a message from them and they're trying to sell you a product or a service, right? Whatever it is. Those so, I've gotten. Yeah, it's annoying, right? I mean, and this is the thing, like it's annoying but that's what they're like. You can't fault the person. So I'm just going to say that straight up. Like, don't give that actual person like get all annoyed and angry with them because that's what they're told to do. And that's what they're taught to do. And so what I really love, and that's part of what I do at Gold Digger Girls, we're really trying to change that whole dynamic and really attracting people to you. And that's what showing up authentically, like you need to be real. Uh, social media was created to be social. <laughs> it was created for people to communicate and to, you know, I mean, look, I look back at when Facebook first started, I have reconnected with so many friends from high school and college that I otherwise would have no idea where they are. And not everybody loves that, but you know, I am a social creature. I really love that. So it's really important, I think, to not show up like spammy Pamela um, on social media because you don't want to turn people off. Um, but it's learning how to do that the right way and how to really show up in an authentic way that's just drawing people to you and they want to know more about what you do. Um, so I just want to say that, please, if you're sending those spam, Spamula Pamela messages, please don't reach out to me and I can help you. <laughs> but I will say it's like so true that people really respond to it's you that they want to know and yeah. you that they want to. So I... I had been very negligent. I had not sent out a newsletter for Body and Soul PT for a while. And yeah. I finally said, I think the last one I sent out was in December and we're in May. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's time to get a newsletter out there. But the thing I, you know, the more I share about my life and what I'm up to, mm -hmm. the more response I get back. Yeah. If I, you know, I'll post something like, I think I'm, I'm being good and like giving them information and education and that they're going to love it. They all could care for less. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, I told them I went to a wedding in, in Atlanta, you know, someone's wedding that some, a lot of them know. And, you know, well, some of them mistakenly thought that I got married. Oh my, that's so <laughs> funny. Like, no, that wasn't me. I did not get married. I do not have a husband, but, um, but it's amazing to me when I send out emails like that, like just talking about my personal life, yeah. people respond. Mm -hmm. If I send out an email that I think is being useful and helpful and giving them information that they would like to have, You're like, it's more Yeah, it's true. I mean, I think that the, um, the interesting thing to me is that you like 
Julietta could be selling toothbrushes and Joe Schmo could be selling toothbrushes and they could be exactly the same toothbrush, but I would buy them from Julietta because I know, like, and trust her. And that's really what it's all about. Right. I mean, that is like, that's the basic of sales. No, like, and trust. Like that's why people buy what they buy from who they buy it from. So that's one of the things I just really encourage. Like if you have no clue what you're, you know, if you are in a business and you're selling products or service and you're just struggling and I don't know, how do I promote this on social media without coming across like spammy, spammy, pammy, you know, just reach out to me. I'd be happy to help. Awesome. So yes, we are. All right. Hi, Nancy. Hi there. How are you? We are great. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So will you please take a couple minutes and introduce yourself to our audience and tell them about what you do? Sure. Well, I help women who are over drinking change their relationship with alcohol. Wow. And awesome. I'm a, so I'm a life coach and an equus coach, which means I use horses as co-facilitators in my life coaching business. If, if my clients are um, in Colorado or if they want to come see me in Colorado, it's kind of hard to do equus coaching over Zoom. But <laughs> so um, I do virtual coaching like we're talking now and also in person with horses. And I love that. And I know as a physical therapist, there's a lot of equine assisted therapy out there in the world. But I also have a client, um, I think horses are beautiful, but I've not experienced them much in my life. And, and having them explain to me how like the horses just, they see straight who you are and there is oh, yeah. no, there is no getting around that. There's no hiding from a horse. And That's so, right. and they're yeah. going to mirror back to you what you present to them. And exactly I right. think that's so cool yeah. to be able to use that tool and tap into. It's fascinating. And, you know, I like to say that horses are magic and, and I truly believe that they just, um, you know, they're, they're great lie detectors and they're so intuitive and they help us, you know, discover our truth. And it's just, um, it's magic. Have you always been connected to horses or is this something that came up? No, this is new for me. My first experience with, with this type of work was in 2018 and um, had a couple of, well, three different experiences um, as a participant and just knew that I had to learn how to do it so that I could offer it um, in my practice that was, you know, just starting out. So um, I'm just thrilled to have the experience and, and to be able to offer it to my clients. So my daughter did hippotherapy, which is very mm -hmm. physical therapy with horses when she was, she started when she was three, actually. Wow. Uh, she's 22 now. And um, I'll tell you what, it was the best thing we, cause she was in all, she was in physical speech and occupational therapy. And it was the physical therapist that was at the center we were going to was starting this hippotherapy program. And she asked if I'd be interested. And I'm like, I'm willing to try it. And it absolutely was incredible for our daughter. It right. really did so many amazing things for her. It gave her, aside from the fact that it helped her from the therapy perspective, it just helped her, gave her confidence, gave her 
you know, the ability to know she could do things on her own and that she could, you know, I mean, she was this little peanut thing. She's only five feet tall now. She was this little peanut thing at four years old. She was cleaning out horses hoofs. Like she could handle a, a full grown, full size horse without even blinking an eye. Like I'd be standing back all nervous and she'd like walk right up and, you know, so it's pretty incredible. And just the horses were so good with her because she was, she was a, she was a whirling dervish when she was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So for adults, I can imagine it's got to be incredible. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. And, you know, that it would have, I would have loved to have seen how the horses responded to her when she started as a whirling dervish, you know, because it's, it would be, you know, it's very interesting to watch them um, work with that energy, right? Mm -hmm. And it's, mm -hmm. it's really captivating for me. It's just so fascinating. So it definitely took a special horse. Like there were only certain horses that could work with the kids because they were the energy that they, you know, was yeah. very intense. Um, the horses were extremely, and they were so calming. I think that was one of the best things. We would come home from her working with the horses and her demeanor had so changed. She would oh, be right. so calm. You know what I mean? Like, it was just really incredible. It was incredible to see. And she did that till she was eight years old. So for four years, yeah. four, four and a half, five years, she did that. It was amazing. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. Awesome. Well, let's dive into our questions because we can probably sit here and talk about horses all afternoon long here. Oh, yes, absolutely. Our first question for you, Nancy, is what is one book that you wish every goddess would read? You know, I think that I would probably have to say Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. Um, I would venture to say that that most of your audience has probably read it already, but um, it's just an outstanding book. And, you know, it, it helped me understand the importance of being vulnerable and it also clued me in on the impact that shame has had and continues to have on my life. Um, it's, I think it's a really important work and, um, it's just, I think it's a really important book. Yeah. And creating that shift from, you know, everybody views, not everybody, but generally vulnerability is viewed as a weakness when um, truly it's an amazing strength. If you can, if you can. Absolutely. It's an act of courage and it's, uh, you know, it, <laughs> it takes guts to, to be vulnerable. Yeah. So. Yeah. We'd love, we love Brene Brown and we've uh, used our books, her books in our, our book club. And uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Good book. Good book. Yeah. You, did, you haven't. Um, our second question for you, Nancy, is because we feel it's really important for women to practice self-care. I mean, we're always caring for others and we tend to forget to take care of ourselves. So what is your top self-care practice and how does it support you? Well, and I'm not really great at this, but the, the, the practice that's most helpful for me is meditation. Um, it, you know, it just, 
it helps me get centered and connected to myself and not worry so much about what's happening out there and and focus more on what's happening inside myself and you know i sometimes i forget to meditate sometimes i don't take the time to meditate but when i do the the benefit is enormous and it makes me wonder well how how is it that i don't do this religiously um and you know it's progress not perfection right it's it's a practice and I, we are all about not being perfect and uh you know i love that you say you're not perfect at it and you still do it because especially and i don't know what it is about meditation that people think that it has to be done a certain way and that if you're not um if you're not doing it a certain way and you're not doing it consistently and you're not that it's not um that you can't do it and yeah doesn't matter how often you can do it one time and it's going to be beneficial to you right and there's so many different ways of doing it you know if you don't like that way try a different way the important thing is do it as often as you remember and can do it and you will reap the results of it absolutely absolutely yeah i love that we always think that in order like we have to do something really, really well and all the time and every single day. And if we don't, then why bother? And it's like, no, no, just every day is a new day. Do your best. <laughs> right. Get right. It to get what you can done. I'm a big journaler and meditator. And some days it's cut really short and some days it doesn't happen. And then get right back to it the next day. So, you right. know, yeah. right. I love that. And journaling is very, very beneficial as well. And I hear again, you know, it's sometimes kind of hit and miss, but yeah it uh, it is very beneficial when i give myself permission to do it yes absolutely i love that all right so our next question for you is so you know we all have difficult days but we still have to show up and get things done so how do you rise up and get through your day when you're just kind of not feeling it it's <laughs> a good, really good question um i i do a lot of thought work and and mindset work. And I work with my clients that way as well. So if I've if I have a thought about something, um, then I try to be really aware of it. You know, I really try to catch my thoughts when they're negative and I'm, I can tell that they're sending me down the wrong path and try to reframe it because I know that our thoughts about our circumstances create our suffering or our enjoyment in life. It's, it's not the circumstance, it's our thoughts about the circumstance. So if I can, if I can change the thought, even just a little bit, you know, it'll change the, my energetic vibration. It'll change my feelings and emotions, even if it's just a little bit, it will help shift that shift my mood and it'll change me from wanting to you know bite my husband's head off to you know being very you know i can be very grateful to have him around right you know and and it doesn't these are just little shifts that you make that will can take you from being angry to being grateful 
and it may not happen in one thought, but you can ladder them up. And so it's, um, it's really important. And I don't here again, you know, I'm not perfect. I don't remember to do it all the time. You know, this weekend, my husband kind of was walking around headless for a little while, you know, because I snapped and it was totally uncharacteristic and surprised me. And I worked through it throughout the day that, you know, just catching those thoughts. And, and then I talked with someone and they said, well, you know, it was full moon. <laughs> that it was, that's for sure. So, so I'm also blaming it on the moon, but <laughs> I digress. <laughs> that's my new go-to. It's a full yeah. moon, isn't it? <laughs> this was or a crazy a retrograde of some sort. <laughs> yeah, this was like an eclipse too, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. or something? Yeah, it, re it really was because we're in the middle of some retrograde and with the full moon and the mm -hmm. eclipse, it's just like, you know, Katie barred the door. So, <laughs> Gosh, we could go on a whole conversation about the moon. I just found a great new app called Moon Calendar. It's amazing. Ooh. Yeah. You can put in your birthday and it gives you all the goods and yeah. Nice. <laughs> I love it. I love that though. You know, we, that comes up a lot when we ask the women that we interview that question. It's a lot about taking that time and really thinking, like you said, going through that thought process of really looking mm -hmm. at how you're handling things. And right. it is mindset. It really is mindset. Like we always talk about, give your, give yourself a chance to feel the feels and do what you need to do. And then yeah. let's, 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 you know, figure out a way around that and move forward. So, right. I love that you share. And sometimes that. you can do it quickly, and sometimes it's get yeah. it gets pretty messy. Yeah, for me is... this weekend it was pretty messy, but you know, we got through it. He's still yeah. vertical, so <laughs> that's good. That's so funny. How long have you been married? Um, gosh, we got married in two thousand four on okay. our seventh anniversary, so we've been together for quite a while. And yeah, okay, so. Yep. Okay, so about as long as I have. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I love it. All right, our next question for you is, what is a life experience? And we know there's probably many, but what is a life experience that's really played a big role in forming who you are today? Well, uh, I think the biggest one, and um, I'm going to throw out a little trigger warning here for suicide, um, but I attempted suicide in 2009. And uh, as a result of that, I quit drinking. And that has been the biggest change in my life. And so, um, you know, I, it's, it's unfortunate that it came to that in order to get me to realize that I had a real problem with alcohol. Um, that could have taken, you know, could have ended my life. But I'm grateful for it because if I hadn't gotten there, um, I surely would have, uh, I, I can imagine that I would have been successful at a later date. Um, you know, it's just uh, addiction and alcoholism is a, is a messy, ugly <laughs> thing that many people struggle with mm -hmm. and there's no you know while it's ugly there's really no shame involved in it you know for anybody to um 
consume great amounts of an addictive substance and not expect to get addicted is unrealistic. And so, you know, it's, it's a, for me, it's a judgment free issue. And, um, you know, one of my passions is to shatter the stigma of alcoholism and, and addiction. Now, did you go through like AA and all of that to get? I did. I okay. did. Um, I, uh, and AA saved my life. I mean, I, I don't know what I would have done without them because I wasn't aware of any other option at the time. Uh, I think there are others that I wasn't aware of and how I didn't know about them. I don't know. But, but one of the things I do know was that before I quit drinking, before I tried to kill myself, I, I knew I had a problem, but I wasn't, I wasn't ready to quit drinking for God's sakes. And, um, there was really nobody to talk to about it. You know, all my friends were drinking pretty much the same way I was. So, you know, they weren't going to be able to shed any light on the subject. Right. And there wasn't, I didn't think there was anybody like me around that, you know, works with, with people who are concerned about their drinking. And so that's one of the reasons why I do what I do is to help women, especially, um, take a look at their relationship with alcohol before they have to hit rock bottom, you know, because it's easier to change your relationship if you're not, you know, in a really horrible addictive cycle. You know, if it's, um, it, it's just, you know, I was drinking addictively probably for a lot of years. It really developed into alcoholism the last couple of years. And it was because my, my father killed himself and I felt guilty about it. And so my thoughts <laughs> created my incredible suffering for two years until it ramped up to the point where I thought that I would, you know, everyone would be better off without me. Wow. So you talk about mindset and what our thoughts can do to us, they can kill us. And, um, and alcohol is a very uh, subtle foe <laughs> and it sneaks up on you and it, uh, it doesn't discriminate. I appreciate you being so vulnerable about that because it's definitely an issue. Like, it's really interesting you're talking about this because I'm like, I think that I probably should not drink as much. And I actually started listening to, um, have you heard uh, Russell Brand's book, Recovery? I haven't listened to it, but I'm aware of it. And I would like to, I, I love him. I, think. I got it on Audible because I love his voice and I yeah. think he's so funny and really it's so good. I'm like, and I was listening, I had to, I had a long car drive this past week and I started listening to it on that. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm going to need to listen to this more than once. Cause he actually works you through like a lot of stuff. And he has, um, he has, uh, uh his website has a lot of free information too. Cause he's a big proponent as well. And yeah. I think I'm really just think it's so important because 
I know a lot of women, including myself, that drink way more than we should because I don't know why. It's just become this like norm in our society now. Well, Not it, sure when that happened. And that's part of it. It's, yeah, it's, it is. It's like so I mean, culturally acceptable. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that I've learned, and I read this somewhere, um, probably on Instagram or something in a meme, but alcohol is the only drug that we have to make excuses not to take. Right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Like if you're not drinking at a party and people are like, what's wrong with you? Why aren't you drinking? Yeah. Why aren't you shooting up heroin today? (laughs) Right? Yeah, I don't mean to laugh, but yes, it's true. It's very true. It's serious. You know, it really is. It's so, and and alcohol is is deadly. It it can be so deadly. And so, you know, but but the alcohol companies are doing what big tobacco did, mm-hmm. you know, back in the 40s and 50s and 60s. And, you know, really trying to convince us that it's healthy to drink alcohol. Right. The best is red wine is good for you. Right. And people like drink a whole bottle, including exactly. I mean, I've been guilty. I've done it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, but Look how good I'm taking care of my heart. Blood, blood, blood. Right. You know, um, been there. I wish I could remember her name right now, but there's an author and I got her book years ago because I realized probably about five or six years ago, I realized, wow, I'm like drinking way too much. And I have cut back a lot, but I really just need to stop period. And I'm getting there. Um, see me. <laughs> yeah, I will. I know. So, but there's a woman and I wish I could remember her name. She's got a great, she's got a couple books out about recovery and, and alcoholism, you know, especially for women. And the interesting thing in there is if you really understood what alcohol actually is, yeah, you would be like, what the heck am I putting in my body? Like, exactly. holy cow. I mean, it's, it's rocket fuel. It's made from freaking rocket fuel. <laughs> it's like crazy. It really is. It's ethanol. It is, and, you know, so it's so funny because everybody's worried about gluten and sugar and, you know, yada, yada. And nobody's concerned about drinking rocket fuel. Yeah. And I so, know. you know, when you look at it and then you see how it's marketed to you, you know, and especially, you know, the, the generation that really gets it are the young mothers, you know, you, you know, you've got your mommy wine and your yeah. mommy sippy cup and, you know, the onesies that say, you know, if you had me, you'd drink too and all sorts of stuff. And so it's, it's, we're hammered with it and it's just, we can't help but drink, you know, and, and certainly you're never going to be able to celebrate anything unless you have a glass of champagne in your hand. Right. And it's just, it's no wonder that women are the highest demographic of, of over drinkers, you know, alcoholism in women is growing at a alarmingly rapid rate. And, you know, and it, it has so many bad effects on us. It, even if you drink moderately, it shrinks your brain size. So. Well, I am happy to see, I don't know if you're on social media much, but like on Instagram, I've even seen them on Facebook. There are these new, like I tried one, it's called moment, like Mm -hmm. M O M E N T. Mm -hmm. And it, basically geared towards instead of wine drink this and it's truly i i got it it's actually very good um and it's got ashwagandha in it and it's got all these natural herbs that are that are calming and relaxing it's got lavender in it like all these different things that are good for you like really good for you and can help give you that kind of calm relaxing 
because let's be real, most moms are drinking because they're stressed out, right? I mean, Absolutely. I was there. Yeah, I mean, I was there. Sure. I should have had that onesie. If you had me, you'd be drinking too. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, good for you for doing what you're doing. I really, really want to give you kudos because you're really, you are making an impact just by talking with us and being here on on this show. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And that's what I was going to say. Thank you for being so open because it is something that people tend to hide and keep secret. And that doesn't well, know anybody. Do. So getting it out there, just it's. Yeah. You know, the stigma of it kept me drunk for a long time, a long, yeah. long time, you know, because I wasn't ready to quit, like I said. And so what do you do? Well, you keep drinking. And it right, just gets worse and worse and worse. And so it's that thing of having to go out to dinner or go somewhere and be like, no, I'm not drinking tonight. And everybody else is drinking. Right. Like that's what happens. That's yeah. yeah. And then you say, oh, oh, all right. You know, and you, right, yeah, and then, mm -hmm. you know, and mm -hmm. so it's, it's, it's difficult, but there's, you know, there's no shame involved. And, and if people are shaming you for, for taking care of yourself and not drinking, then they're not your people. They're really not your people. So, yeah. So we are over time. So let's wrap. But I did not want to stop that conversation because it's really important. And I think it's really good to have. But to wrap well, things you. up, if there's one thing that you want our audience to take away from our time together today, what would that be? Oh, gosh. Um, well, it, you know, if you're suffering with over drinking, there's help. There's you know, me, there's people like me, there's, you know, organizations, 12-step programs, other programs, there's a way to take, you know, change, change your relationship with alcohol. And it, you know, it doesn't always have to be, you've got to quit. It just, you know, that certainly is the best way, right, to eliminate it, then there's not that problem. But, um, you know, take take a chance on yourself and change your life. Um, I really like how you say the over drinking because I think so many people think, oh, I don't have a problem because I'm, I'm I'm not an alcoholic. I'm not an there you go. That's what I was looking at. I'm not an alcoholic, but the reality right. is is that most people I know over drink, including me. I do it too. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like yeah. You know, when I'm when I'm hanging out with a girlfriend or <laughs> yeah, pointing a finger at me. <laughs> Who me? Oh, anyway, yeah, yeah, that was me. Life of the party. Yeah. So, well, thank you so much for sharing so openly with our audience. Oh, I know welcome. for sure people needed to hear what you had to say today. So thank you so much for being here and sharing with us today, Nancy. Thank you very much for inviting me. I appreciate it. And thank you to our sponsors, Bowtie Kids. Like I said, I would really love to see you all at the event on May 26th. So get your tickets, join me there. And if, you, if you're not local, you can still support them. It's a great organization. You know, like we've said before, so many people don't understand that there's so many kids out there suffering with chronic pain and they don't get the attention and support that they need. This um, organization is doing really special, amazing things. And thank you to our audience. We love you. We wouldn't be here without you. 
Um, if you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please subscribe, follow, like, share. Um, all of that helps us as well. And if you'd like to get in touch with Nancy, Allison, or myself, check the show notes. All of our contact information and everything is available there. And with that, I want to say have a magical day, everyone.